Hi, and welcome to the Run Leah Run podcast. I'm your host, Leah. After suffering from my second miscarriage, my husband Casey, that's me, and I decided to chase after our fitness goals in order to cope with our loss. We are now living by the motto, when life gives you lemons, throw on your running shoes. From miscarriage to parenthood to our amateur running journey, we'll be sharing our story, including the ups, downs, and lessons learned along the way. If we can help even one person with our story, then this podcast is a success. We want you to know that if we can do it, so so can you. you. Hi guys, and welcome to episode four of Run Leah Run. It's Leah here and my lovely co-host and husband, Casey. What up? Hello, hello, hello. Hello, thought, hello, hello. Sorry, yeah. I, I forgot that was my intro now. Yeah, that's like your, yeah. I don't okay. know if I want it to be. But. You need to trademark that. Yeah. Okay, anyways guys, we have a confession to make. We have not recorded an episode and oh my goodness it's been like seven weeks seven we've been running so much that we have not had time (laughs) so i think it's a good thing and a bad thing i think it's actually good because we do have a lot to talk about in regards to running we have a lot of tips to share with you guys a lot of things have, have happened in between last episode and this episode so last episode we were just starting i think week three of training yeah and we are actually just about to start tomorrow week 10 of training so we are getting very close to race day if you guys remember we're doing a 12 week training program and race day is just around the corner yeah, surprisingly, both of my legs have not fallen off yet. <laughs> One of them almost yeah, has. Yeah, it's getting there. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, but first, I did want to mention um, that if you guys are are listening, maybe you listened to episode um, one, two, or three to hear more about our experience with miscarriage, feel free to fast forward to halfway through this episode. Um, So we already shared our miscarriage stories on episode two and three. Today we are going to be sharing my labor story and my recovery from that and how it inspired me to run my second marathon. And Casey's going to help me with that because um, the story is a little blurry at some points for me because... My body went through a lot, and we will get into the details of that. So again, feel free to fast forward if you need to. We won't be offended, I promise. Yep. Okay. So as always, our tradition is to talk about what is keeping us motivated. Um, so let's start with you, Case. What's keeping you motivated to keep going? Like my mantra or just... Yeah. Like, yeah. is there any quote, whatever, what's, what's getting you going? I've been telling myself... Um, I just kind of made it up, I guess. Why can't you? Like, we find so many excuses on our day-to-day life that, you know, I can't do this, I'm too busy, I'm not going to make it, I'm not going to have time, I have to do this. It's like, but why can't you? Like, when you're running and and I've learned, like, you make it to the five miles, okay, that's good, I feel good, but I'm supposed to be doing seven. It's like, why can't you do two more? Like, what's stopping you, really? Besides that mental block that you tell yourself you can't do it. And I think that happens in daily life with anything, with careers, jobs. People are scared to take that next step into something and continue to progress because 
they themselves and convince themselves that they can't. So why can't you? Really tell yourself why can't you do it? Because there's a guarantee the only reasons that you can't do it is something you're making up in your head. And shoot, I never thought I could run a half marathon. I haven't yet, but I didn't think I could make it this far. Why couldn't I? I heard one trainer say... Um, most of, most of your reasons are just excuses. Yep. Um, basically sums up what I'm trying to say. And I think that even when you regress, you know, whether it be your diet or you have bad runs, you start to tell yourself like, I don't know, like I can't do it anymore. I can't do this, but why can't you? Even if you take a step back, you can still be positive and just get back to where you were and, and move forward on that. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, but that's where I'm at. What about you? What is your things that are keeping you going? So I heard a trainer. So I, I always like try to make a mental note when I hear a really cool quote that motivates me. And so I heard this one trainer say, commit to yourself so that you can inspire others. And that really hit home with me because I know I have a lot of um, little people watching me because I'm a teacher and I'm a mother. And so I always try to be the best example I can for them. And one thing about me is that I feel like I tend to be a people pleaser. And sometimes I will put my own like goals on, on hold and, and I put other people's needs first. And I think a lot of us do that in life. And so when I can't stay motivated for myself, I try to stay motivated for other people. So for example, I have this student that loves talking about health and fitness with me. And when he hears about me training for this half marathon and a full marathon, I can tell that it inspires him and gets him excited. And so that's one thing that I think is really fun to share with my students and hopefully inspire them to go out and do something healthy. And I also... Like, it gets me teary to think about Brady being there on race day when I run my full marathon. Um, And even though he's so young and probably won't remember that exact moment, just knowing that he's going to be there at the finish line waiting for me and that hopefully when he's older, it'll remind him that he can crush big goals. Yep. And like, look, mama did it. You can do it. Um, So, yeah. That's definitely what's keeping me motivated is is trying to remember that I'm not just doing this for me. I'm doing it for the people I love. And I'm like getting choked up thinking about it because I just just love my baby so much. And for your health too. I mean, you want to do the best you can with your health to be there for the people that you love. Yes. I always want to be a healthy mama so I can keep up with Brady. And also... I'm running the marathon for St. Jude. So I've pledged um, to raise a certain amount of money before the marathon. And so that's definitely keeping me motivated, knowing that I'm doing this for a good cause and that I'm not just doing it in vain and that it's going to benefit other people and other families. So That's really cool. That's what's keeping me motivated. I like it. All right. So we have a lot to talk about what's going on with Casey's body. This poor guy has been dealing with uh, multiple injuries. And so why don't you take it away and tell us what, what you've had to deal with. Well, it's what happens when you make a big boy try and run. 
I'm just kidding. Um, you know, I didn't, you know, starting out every, once I got through, you know, I started off, my muscles were getting used to, we talked about that in past episodes. Then I started hitting my stride. I feel like I was getting these, the five, six mile runs. And there was moments where it's just like, man, I feel like a runner now. Like I, I did really feel like a runner and I, I was proud of it. And, um, everything was going, going smooth. I mean, you have your aches here and there. It was once, once we started getting into the sevens, seven miles, it was that first seven mile run, um, that my arch and my foot started hurting bad. Um, so did some research, talked to my brother-in-law who's ran full marathons and, and all that. And he got me linked up with some insoles for arch support. Uh, because things were starting to hurt when I was getting up to those miles. And, you know, it's just it's progression and just, you know, you, your body's not used to it, I guess. I did, I my stretching routine is longer than my runs. <laughs> I, I know, sometimes like. I'm like, get out the door. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, because <laughs> I just don't want to get hurt anymore. So I'm just stuck here stretching forever. And, um, but so I got the arches um, and, but... At the same time, I was having this lingering knee pain on the outside of of my knee, and it has not gone away. I've tried to rest it as much as I could without losing progress in in our training. Um, From what I could tell from Dr. Google and things, (laughs) it seems like an IT band issue, um, which seems like happens with a lot of runners. Um, It has gotten worse. So ibuprofen and trying to really, really stretch foam rollers. Um, it's definitely still hurting. It's just, it's changed towards the end here. It's changed my, um, I don't know, my my training just a little bit where I'm, I'm still trying to get the long runs in or maybe just cutting it a little bit shorter, um, do more short runs to where I'm, I'm not hurting as bad. And then a lot of the indoor bike just to make sure that I'm, you know, keeping my cardio up and, and my muscles. I think that I'm going to be prepared for the race. I'm just at the point right now that even when I'm walking, I can kind of feel the pain too. And I don't want to finish this race and have a long-term, have, have a long-term injury due to That's it. That's what I'm worried about is because to me, it's not worth it to have a long-term energy. I mean, energy. <laughs> <laughs> I do want long-term energy though, for the, especially for the race. I'm sleepy guys um yeah i i don't want you to have a long-term injury yeah and from what i can tell if it is hopefully that is what it is i haven't gone to the doctor if it is the it band it seems like there shouldn't be any long term on it but you have to be cautious and rest and we're only two weeks out now so i'm kind of at the point where um i don't want to enter the race feeling injured I would rather get injured during the race and finish the race. So I'm just trying to kind of take it easy, but not lose track of where I am and progress that I've, I've made. Um, besides that though, I mean, there are personal goals that I've accomplished that I never thought I would. I feel like I, I never thought I'd, you know, be able to run a couple miles without taking a break and then running a couple miles more. But I mean, I've had days where, you know, just ran it all the way through and I couldn't even believe it. I'm like, I didn't even stop. And Mm -hmm. that was something that I thought I wouldn't be able to do. Like I thought maybe, Oh yeah, I'll do four miles and walk a little bit, but that's not helping me either. So I try to 
keep a consistent pace through it. And a lot of small accomplishments throughout this whole thing has taught me that, you know, not, you know, people say anything is possible, but you really can do a lot, um, whether it be physically, mentally, if you really just prioritize it. Yeah. Prioritize it, put in the work, um, give the effort and, um, you start to just slowly see things happen. I think the society we live in is that everything should be instant and it's not. And this teaches you that because you see slow progress. You don't just one day you, you can run one mile and then you're, Oh yeah, I'll run five the next day. No problem. And, um, yeah, I think that that has taught me a lot and I think they'll really take that, um, going forward. And, I'm excited for the race, and after the race, I will. I want to do. An, well, let me finish it first, I guess. But I, <laughs> in my mind, I don't want to stop running though. Like whether yeah. it just be a couple miles a week, just I actually enjoy it. And I never thought I would. So um, I want to get back on my mountain bike. Um, but I I do like running because I feel like it can be quick. Your heart rate gets up. I mean, you burn the calories and you feel so good feel after. really good afterwards. Um, can be hard on the body, but. That's because we're doing a lot of miles, so. Yeah. Um, that's cool that you want to keep running. I mean, I always want to keep running, too. I feel like it's one of my favorite hobbies, and it's healthy. And, and mostly, though, for me, I'm such a goal-oriented person. That's, like, the big thing that keeps me motivated to run is knowing that race day is coming. Yeah. And I have to show up prepared, and I get excited for race day. And I, and I like seeing me, like, meet those little goals along the way. Like, oh, I just ran five miles without stopping. Like, could I do seven? Could I do eight? Could I do 26.2? So definitely signing up for a race is, like, for me, the first step to get me motivated and wanting to continue running. Yeah. So I would love to, I mean, again, I think I'm getting ahead of myself as well. Let's see how I do when I run my first full marathon. But I think it'd be so cool to make it like a yearly tradition. Yeah. And I, you're just getting so fast. I mean, it's insane to me. And <laughs> she's going to like talk it down. But I mean, guys, it's I'm nowhere near that. I don't even know if I'd ever be there. But I feel like really seasoned runners, if they're listening to this, I'm not. They're that, not seasoned runners I'm if they're that. listening to this. Though. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole thing. So, um, yeah, it's. It's crazy. I think I have to have that too because I say, yeah, it'd be great to run a couple miles. But I am notorious for like if there's not – if I don't have to, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fall off the wagon. I think it's easier to make an excuse yeah. when, you, when you don't have – like you don't have to show up and yeah. perform. Yeah, and I think a couple of my buddies that are, that are going through it with me, they're kind of the same. They, they started with no – experience really and they're struggling through it too um we've talked about it maybe you know if it could be a trip with the families you know for maybe a couple days where we ran the race and we picked one in certain yeah we pretty picked areas. like a fun destination i would love to make that a tradition yeah. and i think that you know this this whole journey the people who have listened to it like there's been a lot of people who have reached out to you about running about just seeing you do it and not only running and then all you know the the miscarriage and everything else you've talked about. There's a lot of people that have reached out to you through this. And I, I mean, mean, that's the whole goal. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it's to wonderful. hopefully help and inspire other people. Yeah. It's great to see. Cause if we can do it, so can you. <laughs> yep. That's, that's the truth. <laughs> 
All right. Um, let's see. Do we miss anything? Um, I mean, I don't really have a lot to report, guys. Running has been going great for me. I'm killing the game. I'm just kidding. No, but it, it honestly has been going pretty smooth for me. I had a little bit of like, I don't want to say arch pain. It was more of like an annoyance in my arch for a while. But it kind of just went away and it would really go away once I started warming up. Um, so I don't know if it was my body just like, what's the word? Acclimating? Yeah. Like getting used to running. But yeah, I, I honestly feel really good and I feel so blessed and so thankful for that. So whenever I'm feeling unmotivated, I try not to make an excuse to not go out and get it done because I know how blessed I am to feel good because um, poor Casey, it's so frustrating when you want to go out and work out and you want to go do something healthy for yourself and then you feel like you can't because yeah. you're hurt. Or when you get get going you're like i'm gonna feel better today and you're you're already started and it's like oh no man like i just want to finish and then you also have to think about i don't want to hurt myself so bad by continuing to push through it is the hard the hardest part and that's one thing we'll talk about when we get to my labor recovery is i remember just i could not wait until i was cleared to work out and i just remember thinking like like, I can't wait to work out. Like, how did I ever make an excuse to not work out when I was feeling great? Because I just wanted so badly to feel good. Yeah. Um. So we will talk more about that. But talking about this just reminded me of that one run you did when I was at work. And um, you, I don't know if you had the day off or you had like a really long lunch break. Something, you had a, you had a lot of flexibility in your schedule one day when I was at work. And so you were able to squeeze in your long run. I think it was on a Friday. Yeah. But you... Like, so many things were going wrong. That like, was the run, the nightmare Wait, run. your watch, he's, I don't know if we talked about this, he got an eye watch for his birthday. I did. Um, I did. So, that's been cool for you because you've been able to, like, track your mile time, whereas before you were, you were using your phone and it was okay, but yeah. I prefer having a, a watch, and then you can, like, check your watch while you're running, so... Um, I'm glad you got one. But anyways, wasn't your watch was like malfunctioning. Everything. Your, your knee could. was hurting. What I did, and this is going back to, you know, I, I know they preach the insole thing. but So I'd been running with the insoles oh, yeah. for probably about a month. But I got a blister from them uh, on the inside of my heel. And so my blister is really bad. And I was going to run seven miles. And I thought, you know, I'll just go back to the uh, insoles that came with the shoe just for a day. Let the blister. A bl or blister rest a little bit and I wrapped it up and everything so I'm telling you I got like a mile or two in and every part of my body hurt from not having that support anymore and once you have it you can't go back because it was like my back hurt my butt hurt my <laughs> knee was killing me and my watch isn't working and it was just I remember you like texted me and was like everything that could go wrong is going it wrong it was an absolute nightmare <laughs> so I'm like stuck in the middle of nowhere and everything hurts and I'm like Okay, I just got to get, I got to run home somehow. I didn't start at our house. I started at my parents' house, which is because I dropped off Brady. And um, I was just stuck. And I was like, okay, let's let's just run it and limp. Got my insoles in. It was just an absolute nightmare. But by the end of it, I said that even a bad run's better than no run. Yes. It really is. I still, when I was done, I felt good. But the trials and tribulations through that run was testing my patience i was just about to throw my shoes off and just sit on the <laughs> curb until someone picked me up but that's running for you not every day 
Mm-hmm. You have such some days you have such good runs and yep. they feel so perfect. And some days your your mind is ready to roll and you I get out there. I, mindset has a lot to do with it. Yeah, but some days your mindset's perfect and then you get out there and for some reason the physical is just not keeping up with how you thought it was going to go to. I feel like for me, though, it, it's like if I start my run with like I I like an attitude that I'm going to like try to do my personal best on this run. Yeah. I feel like I kind of tend to, yeah. or I feel like if I'm in a time crunch, yeah. like one morning we had a um, family breakfast to go to, but I really wanted to squeeze a run in. And so I pushed myself because I was like, I need to get this done quick. And I, it was like my personal best yeah, out of great. all the training. I, most of my miles were in the eights which is not normal for me, especially because we live like with a lot of incline around us. And so I was just so stoked when I looked at my mile times, but then I've had runs where, you know, I do like a short three mile run and they're all like in the tents. Yeah. And yeah. So that's one thing is that like my, my motivation and my attitude isn't always consistent. It just depends on how I'm feeling that day but again like I guess a bad run is better than no run yeah even your bad runs are good runs and I always feel better after I never regret going yeah even when I'm like I'm so tired I don't want to go I never ever I always come back and I'm in a better mood yep so get out there guys and get it done and not every run's gonna be perfect some days are gonna suck (laughs) but it's always gonna be good for you and you're gonna be happy you did it yeah for sure all right, um, and so since race day is around the corner for us, we are now starting to think about our race day outfit, and not not just like that we want to look cool, but like what is the comfiest thing to wear? What's gonna not give us a rash? What's not gonna like be, you know, causing us to chafe or whatever? And so, um, I, I'm assuming we might not record until after race day. And so stay tuned for that episode because we'll let you guys know how it went, how everything we chose to wear, whatever gear we decided to rock that day. Whatever crutches they gave us afterwards. <laughs> to, to we'll, we'll give you guys our review. Yeah, so. How long we've been sitting on the couch after the race. I think next episode will, will be a good one. Yeah, to, to like see how we feel after, especially you, it being your first half marathon. And we already talked about this, but um, this half marathon is notorious for having a lot of hills. Yeah. So we picked be between this one and one that is literally all downhill, and we picked the one that's uphill. <laughs> well, the one that's like uphill is more local, so we thought it would be easier for um, like our family and, and more convenient with having a little one, not having to travel so far. The next one I do is going to be the downhill one. <laughs> okay, well, anything else on, on running before we jump into our um, my, my labor story? No, it's it's been a good ride, and I've enjoyed it uh, most of the days, and I'm happy to be sharing it with everybody, and hopefully I have positive news once this race is over and everything goes smoothly. Hopefully you're like, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> hopefully I'm not like that. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Is that what I said? I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, it's exciting, and you know, time flies um, doing this stuff. I can't believe it's been going by this fast since already time i am nervous i think i'm gonna wake up really early 
Oh, yeah. Well, we have to wake up at like 4 a.m. that day because we have to figure out who's going to watch Brady that morning, who's going to bring him to the finish line. So we have a lot of things we need to coordinate. Food, like what we're going to eat. Yeah, trying to figure out like what's the best thing to eat the night before or the morning of. So we're going to report on all that next episode and give you guys our recommendations. Yep. And hopefully someone else is joining the fun and heard this and they're like, hey, we're going to start our training today. And then let us know how it goes. We would love to hear from you guys. We made, well, I made um, an Instagram for the podcast. So it's at run Leah run and it's run underscore Leah underscore run. So if you guys want to message us on Instagram and let us know if you have any questions or if there's anything else you want to hear more about, let us know. We'd love to hear from you guys. Yep. Alrighty. Sounds good. See ya. All right, guys, so we are going to now talk about my labor, which wasn't the easiest, and my recovery and how that inspired me to run my second half marathon. So Casey is definitely going to have to help me out with my labor story (laughs) Um, because I feel like he remembers details better than me. But long story short, I ended up having to have an emergency C-section Um, which Brady was perfectly healthy and everything turned out fine. Um, So we are very thankful for that. It's a long road to get there. Let's rewind a little bit and talk about when I went into labor. So it was actually really fun. I think I was one I was one day over my due date and it was the fourth of July. Yeah. And we were at a family barbecue at Casey's parents' house. And I remember sitting outside talking to people and being and just feeling like is did my water break? Like, and so I remember running to the bathroom and sure enough, my water had broke. And I know they say it usually doesn't happen like the movies, but I feel like mine somewhat did. And it was really, really exciting. Um, and it was funny because we had like family members and close friends, like running into the bathroom. Like everybody was so excited for us. People were just yelling, her water broke. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was really, really fun. And I remember calling my doctor and he was like, it's time to come to the hospital. It's time to have your baby. So very, very exciting day. Yeah. And what was even cooler about going into labor on the 4th of July was that we could actually see fireworks from oh, our hospital window. A lot of them. Yeah. So it was a pretty magical moment. Yeah. Um, it was yeah. cool. It was fun. It didn't continue to be all that fun, though. (laughs) Started off fun. It started off fun. Basically, so my body was progressing, like dilating um, pretty slowly. And so, of course, they were trying to help me out with that. And we're going to keep it pretty short. But long story short, I ended up having to have an emergency C-section. Yeah. And um, I think we were in the hospital. How long were we in the hospital altogether? Like four days? And it was during COVID, so I think they even were, like, letting us leave a day early because I think they were trying to keep the hospital population kind of low because of COVID. It was 2020, summer 2020. Four days. We weren't allowed to have any visitors. And I was in labor over 24 hours. I don't even know when they say you're in labor. I don't know when the labor clock starts ticking. But basically, we were in the hospital for over 24 hours before I ended up having my C-section. Yep. 
Um, but yeah, every everything with Brady was perfect, and we brought him home, and and yeah, it, it was great being parents and being home and getting out of the hospital. It just felt so good to be home. I mean, before you go too far, though, the dads out there gotta know that have been <laughs> through it. Okay, imagine two days on the couch bed that they give you. Oh boy, I had to do four. Those are the most uncomfortable beds that they... I think they give them to the guys on purpose, so you have to stay up and be helping. Which, of course, I would be helping anyways. But, man, if I could write a letter to the head of the hospital about... Give the dads better beds, man. Truly. Seriously, we're going through a lot. Mm-hmm. We deserve a more comfortable bed. I don't know what was more challenging, Mike. The birth or the bed. I don't know either. Because <laughs> I'll never forget that bed. My theory is that maybe they have to keep it, like, really tough so that they don't have to replace them very often. Like, oh, maybe either man. easier to clean or, like, I, I don't know. There must be a reason to the Not only that, that and then it was COVID and they were very, like, hypersensitive to that, which I understand there's a bunch of young babies in there, but it's like they made you sleep in the mask and it was like... You'd be asleep. Oh. Well, basically, we had to have it on every time somebody came in the room, yeah. which I understand because course, we wanted yeah. to keep everybody safe. But I think in ways it made it a little bit more challenging for us because, like, you weren't even able to leave the room. Like, no. if we left something in the car, like, you couldn't go to the car. You, If I – well, I feel like at one point – they eventually cut you off from, like, eating, I think, until you have the baby. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, like, you weren't able to, like, go get a coffee if you wanted to. Um, so we were kind of just, like, trapped in the room. No, they didn't serve beer. They didn't Stop. have anything. <laughs> but it ended up being fine. It was kind of nice because it made it really intimate. Like, it was just, like, us yeah. in the room um, going through it together. And Casey was the most amazing, um, I mean, the most amazing husband and father. And you were, yeah, you definitely helped get me through that whole experience. Um, and I would do it all again to have our little Brady boy. Yeah. So it was definitely all worth it. But when I got back from the hospital, um, I just wasn't feeling the best, you know, of course, because I had just had a surgery and I, um, I gained a lot of weight when I was pregnant guys. I, my doctor very gently told me that I had gained more than the average person (laughs) and guys in my defense, I was pregnant during quarantine. Like we were (laughs) full on in like the height of the COVID-19 pandemic and your girl got into baking, um, DoorDash, (laughs) DoorDash became a thing because there was no indoor dining really. Um, what were my go-to meals? I always would make us like cornbread. Yeah, you had a cornbread oh. and chili phase. Yeah, a cornbread and chili phase. Oh my gosh, one morning I decided I wanted to bake a cake and I think I, I ate so much of it. And looking back, I'm like, what were you doing? But I did try my very best to be healthy and eat healthy. Yeah. But I would overdo it sometimes. And um, I learned from that because after I gave birth, I just didn't fully feel like myself you know like I had and and everybody's experience is different and I definitely don't want anybody to feel like they have to rush to lose the baby weight I'm just saying I had gained a lot of weight and um so I just wasn't super comfortable 
I and thought you still look good. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember, like, I wanted to feel comfortable again. I wanted to fit in my clothes again. I didn't want to go out to go buy a whole new wardrobe. Yeah. Um, and I definitely gave myself grace. But I just remember thinking, like, I cannot wait until I can work out again. Because I just I just know how much better I feel mm-hmm. when I'm when I get to work out. Yep. And so I decided, you know what? I'm going to train for another half marathon. I know how good I felt when I ran my first half marathon. I'm going to do it again. Having that goal is going to keep me motivated to continue consistently working out. So once I was cleared, I I eased my way into it. And um, one of my best friends um, decided to do it with me. And it was her first half marathon. So that also kept me motivated having a running partner and training with her. and And if she hears this right now... She's one of the reasons I am running now because she just said, I'm going to do it. Never ran at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, you had already had your half marathon and then she just said, you know, I'm going to do it with you. She ended up getting COVID during the training. Oh yeah. She was such a trooper. Still just went through, pushed through it. I always remind him of her story when he's like, man, this is so hard. I keep getting hurt. And I'm like, remember guys, or remember guys, remember case that Jackie got COVID during our half marathon training and she still bounced back and not to make co I don't want to make the topic of COVID light because I know everybody's experience with COVID is different and some people get way more sick. I'm Um, just saying that for her running, she didn't run for two weeks in the training, two or three weeks and still just bounced back and did it and. I know you're listening, and you're an inspiration. <laughs> you know what else she helped you out with? I remember you; she was giving you some advice, and I think she told you, just throw on your clothes and, and go with Leah. Yeah. Like, whenever you're questioning if you can do it or not, all you need to do is put on your running clothes and, and get just out go. The door. She said that once, yeah, once your clothes are on, you're out the door. You're, you're going to get it. it done. You have to do it. So, Yeah. So it was great having her um, train with me. And again, earlier in the episode, I said how like if you can't stay motivated for yourself, sometimes like you could stay motivated for others easier. And so knowing that like I need to work out because I know like Jackie already worked out. And it was the same when I did my first half marathon. I did it with my sister-in-law. And so we would share like our mile times with each other and it was fun to like be competitive and it would be motivating to be like oh well she ran this morning so I I have to run I can't let her down and decide to not go running um so anyways and another thing um about Jackie and I'm sure she's okay with me sharing this and I will check with her before I post this episode um but she actually ended up having to have an emergency c-section with her son a year prior to my birth and she really helped me get through it because I remember thinking like Jackie did this like I could do this when I was getting in my head a little bit and anyways so so thank you Jackie thank you for everything you do girl (laughs) (laughs) um anyways so so yeah I I trained for a second half marathon and that really helped me to feel like myself again to feel healthy and i mean it was probably almost within six months of brady being born i i think close Um, six or seven months i think we ran it in february or march and he was born in july okay a little longer within within less than a year yeah but you were training within four or five months then 
Yeah. So I think once I got cleared at eight weeks, I started really easing my way into it. Um, I started doing some beginner rides on our studio bike and yeah, I definitely took it easy. Don't like get cleared to work out and just like think you can go run eight miles. That's probably not the best thing to do, but everybody, everybody's body's different. So do you. Yeah. Um, but one thing that was difficult with our second half marathon is that it got, the race got canceled. Yeah. Um, again, because of COVID, So, but we weren't going to let that stop us. So we ended up doing our own route. We actually did the same route of my first half marathon and we just followed that route and we did our half marathon and it was really fun and it was really cool. And you and her husband and our sons were waiting at the finish line and you guys got us these little medals from the Dollar Tree or the 99 cent store. And so it was actually a really special moment and it was really cool. Yeah, it was cool. And then... And also talking, I'm not trying to shout everyone out, but your sister-in-law on the first one, shout out Janelle. I think she had just had Rex and then she was like, dude, I'm going to run. Yeah. So my sister-in-law, when I ran, my, who I ran my first half marathon with, she, uh, how old was Rex? He was young. Anyways, my nephew, he, was he under a year? Yeah. Because he was born in February and then you guys ran in October. One thing that really would inspire me about her is that she would share her mile time with me. And then I, and then she would be like, oh, I had to run with the boys today. So she has like a double dog, double jogging stroller. So her two sons would be in the jogging stroller and she would go running and over and I'm here just running by myself and like thinking it's hard while she's pushing a double stroller. So that definitely inspired me. Yeah. So Shout out to all the strong. There's a lot of people out, out here. There. Yeah, there's a lot of people out here putting in the work that don't get enough credit. I think <laughs> now that I'm doing it, I got to give people credit. Yeah, it just goes to show that like your good decisions and your healthy decisions can inspire other people. Yeah. So I like it. Okay, I think that's it for today. Anything you want to add? Nope. What about I say? Okay, so um, next episode. We, we have a lot of topics that we, we want to bring to the table. I think we haven't quite decided what we're going to talk about on the next episode um, because we have some good ones and we're trying to like narrow it down. But I definitely want to share some other people's inspirational stories with you guys. Hopefully get some people on here that I can interview um, because we know a lot of wonderful, inspiring people. And so we want to give them a platform to share their stories and hopefully help whoever is listening. Yeah, a lot of good people that have been through hardships and turned it into something positive. From, from trials to triumph. Yeah, that's the story right now. That's, yeah. That's what we're going for. All right. Um, again, so if there's any other details you guys want to hear about, I know I kind of uh, like fast forward my labor story. If you guys have any questions, I'm in an open book. So find me on Instagram at runleahrun, at run underscore Leah underscore run. And where can I find you, Case? Walk, Casey, walk, <laughs> or hobble, Casey, hobble. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.